Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. It has been two very long years, but I am so excited to start the show back up. Um, I am your host, Bernadette Walsh. Um, This is Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. And, you know, I did 70-plus shows and then just needed a break. I didn't think I was going to take a two-year break, but, um, but I did need a little bit of a break. As they say, life got in the way. So um, I'm so pleased to um, have my first guest in two years, Misha McKenzie. But, of course, because I haven't done the show in two years, we're having some technical difficulties. She was having some difficulty um, dialing in. I've been emailing her, so I'm hoping she will be able to dial in soon. In the meantime, let me tell you a little bit about what I've been doing over the past two years. Um, I have not been writing, (laughs) unfortunately, um, but I have just recently started back up again. I had let my membership in RWA lapse really there were a lot of things happening in my life, but I am now back writing with a vengeance. I rejoined RWA, which is the Romance Writers of America. I joined my fabulous local chapter, the Long Island Romance Writers, and I am back writing. I have a wonderful new book that I'm working on, a women's fiction title called um, Johnny Be Good, and I've signed up for some really fabulous writing conferences. So I am back, baby, and when now that I'm back, I wanted to start up the show as well. So um, let me tell you a little bit about Misha, and hopefully she will dial in soon. Um, Misha McKenzie, when she isn't riding motorcycles, she's riding a paranormal romance. Her titles include the Magic of the Heart series. So let's see if she is able to join us. Okay, there's there are some difficulties here. Um, okay, we might have to reschedule this. Um, oh, here she is. Here she is. Okay. All right, Misha. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's what happens when you're the first guest after a two-year hiatus. Um, I'm so sorry oh, about these technical okay. difficulties. <laughs> oh, that's but I'm cl- fine. I was, I was getting nervous. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> they, they must have changed the dial-in number on me, and I didn't, I didn't realize it. So um, I do oh, really okay. apologize. But I was able okay. to catch everyone else up on, on what's been happening in my life, which is, not a whole lot of writing. Um, I took a two-year break. Both from, yeah, I took a two-year break from writing and also from the show. So, um, I, but I am now back with a vengeance, and I am so pleased. I have such a wonderful roster of um, guests coming up for the fall, um, and you are my first guest after two years. So, Misha, welcome. Welcome, wow, welcome. That's awesome. Yes. Thanks so much. <laughs> Um, so unfortunately being the first, you had to deal with the technical difficulties, but we, we got through it. Yeah. 
So, Misha, maybe you could tell me a little bit about your writing journey. I, I, I read on your website that you started writing a little bit later in life, which really spoke to me because I also started writing later in life. Um, maybe you can tell me, you know, how you got started writing. Um, well, for years I have read everything I could get my hands on. have always loved to read. And it wasn't until about, gosh, I guess it's a little over 15 years um, I was sitting at work. I'm an office manager at a construction company and had a little bit of downtime and uncharacteristically had nothing to read. So I thought, well, let me, let me just try this. So I just started typing and that's how Magic Found started. And um, I worked on that, finished that actually, and got even into half of a book two before I started thinking about even sending anything out. And that was a good 10 years later. And I've been published for three years. So it was quite a while that everything sat in my computer. So now were you, you, so you were writing um, just that one book or you were writing multiple books and just hadn't sent it out. Um, it, I started with the one, and then it evolved into um, the four-book series that it is now. And I had all of book one complete, um, most of book two, before I started sending them out. And, you know, of course, you get tons and tons of no's. So it took quite a while, and eventually I found that right person. And it's been, it's been a crazy three years, and now I've got nine books on the market. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Well, that's, that's fantastic. But, you know, it's so funny how you say you were a reader. I, I really do think reading is, especially a rabid reader, right? Somebody who doesn't, not like the typical reader who maybe reads a few books a year, but if, you, if you're a true reader, you're reading all the time and, and it's your favorite go-to activity. And, and that's how I feel oh, as definitely. well. So I think, you know, you don't realize how much you're absorbing um, when you're reading, you know, and, and yes, that I exactly. think is the, yeah. So, um, and I think when it strikes you, you know, it strikes you. I, I was thinking the other day, I, I wish that I had started writing when I was younger, you know, before I had family obligations, before I had a crazy work schedule. I think about all the time mm-hmm. that I was just like, you know, hanging out with my friends watching TV. But and so I, I wish I'd caught, got, caught the, um, the writing bug a little bit earlier. But in some ways, I, I think I would have been a much different writer if I had started writing younger. You know what I mean? Like I felt, I feel like I yeah, almost had to yeah. live a little. Is, is that how you feel as well? Yeah, because, you know, my work is, is influenced by everybody I've ever read. You know, a, a lot of my favorite authors, you know, Nora Roberts, uh, Sherilyn Kenyon, um, Maggie Shane is another one that, that I've, that I've read you know, everything she's written and everything that I've read up to this point influences how I write. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's that way for everybody. And if I hadn't been keen in all of these different styles and authors and I, you know, I don't know that I would have been able to, to even start that first book. Right. Now, maybe you could tell me why you decided to, write in paranormal and and I believe you write about witches so what attracted you to writing about witches just that the the power thing because you know I asked myself um the question what would I do 
if I woke up one morning and had magical powers. And that's that's how Magic Found came about. And the paranormal has always just fascinated me, you know, beyond anything. Once I found my first paranormal romance novel, it just it just took off from there. <laughs> well, I you know, I, I definitely understand the bug because um I my first two titles were contemporary romance, women's fiction, and I think that's probably where most of my writing has been, most of my titles have been. But I started writing um, a book that I thought was going to be, again, typical women's fiction. And I was going to have my main character was schizophrenic and she thought she was a witch. And I started writing about, you know, what was in her world. And I was like, you know, you know what? I think I don't want her to be crazy. I think her to, I want her to really be a witch, but maybe have other people think she's crazy because they don't understand her powers. And that's how. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and that's how the Devil and Witch started, and that turned into that was a four book series that I've now just four novellas that I've included mm-hmm. in just one book. Um, but I just think there's so much to really explore with witches. I think it's the power, the light, and the dark, and and you know at least for my characters, they have you know these are really good good powerful women who sometimes do some really bad things, and you know I, I just. I just think it's a great way to explore the light and dark in all of us. So, oh yeah, maybe, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's great, and I may go back. I may go back to um, paranormal. I don't know, but um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your your series. Now, how many books are in that series? Well, I have two series out at the moment. Um, my first series I call "The Magic of the Heart." Um, that is a four book series. And um, the titles are Magic Found, Magic Hidden, Magic Lost, and Magic Revealed. So they all kind of, you know, tie in together. And they're, um, what happens is um, 30 years ago um, or so, an evil attacks this family of witches. And in order to save the smallest children, the nanny whisks them away to safety. Well, something happens, and they all disappear, so the family can't find them. So in order to protect them, the um, grandmother puts a binding spell on their magic and a protection spell on them so that this evil force can't find them. Well, jump ahead 30 years where magic found begins, and the grandmother passes away, and of course, the spells are broken. So they wake up with their magical abilities, so, you know, and that's, that was that original question. What would you do if you woke up with them? And so they have all of that to deal with. They have no clue that they're witches. They have no idea where they came from. So they have to deal with that on top of now they're also being hunted by the evil that wanted them 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, so your characters, how when – these main characters, I guess. So it's it's the first book is focused more on these children. What age are they when you um, when they first first start? So they're are they in their thirties or in their how old are your main characters? Yeah, they are um, the the female in my in my first book is Marissa, and she is thirty years old. She mm-hmm. had been a newborn when um, the war took place and she was lost. So she went her entire life you know, not knowing that she was a witch or that she had powers. So she's 30. Um, The two 
the two boys that were lost with her were both two years old at the time. So they are now 32. So early, early thirties, mid early to mid thirties is everybody's age range. Right. 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 Okay. And so what's, what's the heat level of your books? How do you incorporate the romance and the paranormal? Um, they're, I, you know, I like to tell people they are hot and steamy because, you know, it's, it's surprising. I've had some reviews that people were pretty taken aback by the sex scenes. And I'm like, well, you're reading a romance novel. <laughs> you, know, there ha- you would expect there to be, you know, some sex. They're not, you know, straight up erotica, but, you know, they'll, they'll get you going. now it's so funny because again i i a lot of my titles like um, my first book gold coast wives was contemporary romance like very light on the on the sex scenes and Mm -hmm. it's really only in my paranormals that i have gotten hot again i don't think it's erotica but it's hot but and i almost think it's because you know writing about you know the danger and the you know the magic almost lends itself to you know a release like sex you know what I mean it's it's in some mm-hmm. ways for me it it was much easier writing the hot sex scenes for for that book for that series of books than it was for my contemporary romance um books and yeah. maybe because like these people are so unlike us right they're so I, I don't know I, I feel like for me at least for my contemporaries there's always a character in there who's who's a Bernadette-like character and, and kind of like me but mm-hmm. I think the, in the in the paranormal romance, the witches are, you know, there's elements of me because I think there's always elements of the writer in in every character they create. But but they're not they're so different from me in in a sense. Um, and so maybe yeah, that's and, why I'm not inhibited <laughs> by writing the second. Well, I think too when you know when you think the magical community, you think witches and stuff. You just they they seem to be freer. You know, so it it lends itself to to hotter sexy. (laughs) Yes, I I think that's right. Now, maybe you can talk about uh, what uh, what uh, research you did. Like, what did you do to find out about witches or did you do anything? Um, That's that's the the good thing about writing, you know, paranormal and and sci fi and, and all that genre is you can kind of make it up as you go along. I mean, there are certain certain things that most everybody, you know, kind of follows. But, you know, when it comes to it, it's just kind of whatever works for <laughs> for your work and for that character, you know. So, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. I, I would kind of, I, when I would have to write a spell, um, I would kind of research the, the, the form, you know, if there was a certain way that it needed to be worded or something like that. Um, but I didn't, I don't think I did a whole lot of, right. of research on, on, you know, witches and that kind of thing. Right, right. Well, I think you're absolutely right. I think creating your own world and the rules in your own world is one of the mm-hmm. the fun things about paranormal. When I started writing my book, again, when I started uh, Devil's Mountain, which was the first book in the Devil and Le- um, Deg- the, the series that became the devil and witch. But again, I, I thought I was going down one path, which was traditional, you know, women's fiction. And so I was researching, you know, schizophrenia, but then when I decided that she was going to be a witch, it just so happened. Uh, it was around 
was probably around close to Halloween, and I looked in the paper, and there was a witches' festival on Long Island. So I convinced my sister oh, wow. to come with me. Yeah, it was so cool. So that it was in, so cool. It was in, yeah, like, but it was strange because it was in like a hotel. It, it looked like a regular like conference, and there were all these little tables, and they had these seminars, and you're talking to people. Some of them, you know, kind of got into their witchiness, and they were dressed a little funky. But most people mm-hmm. looked like people you could meet in the the grocery store. And they were yeah, really yeah, nice. I'm sure. Yeah, they were really nice. They were really welcoming. There was actually um, one woman who was also a writer as well as being a witch, and she gave me one of her books, and I interviewed her a couple of years ago on the show. And, you know, so that was – so when people ask me what did I um, do as research, I went to the, the witches' festival. But that gave me a little bit of grounding, and I think the book she gave me – again, it was kind of like, okay, when I was talking about when she was using her power or how she was getting her power, I, I my witches kind of um, – they drew their powers from the earth. And so they were very, they got their powers really from this mountain in Ireland where they were, um, where the family originally was from. So, you know, so again, it was, I kind of got a flavor, but then once you start going, you, you, as you say, you create your own world. Now Mm -hmm. you have the four book series. Now you said you have other books. Are they connected with that series or are they independent of that? Um, The, my two series are independent of each other. Um, I have a small uh, e-novella that falls between the two series, and uh, that is the Ravenstorm Witches, A Coven of Bitches. <laughs> wow. And, <laughs> I like the title. Yeah. <laughs> that book is, is very special to me because there's nine women in the coven, and each woman is actually a member of my family. And they all, they all knew they were going to be in it. I let them pick their own witch name. and But it, the condition was it had to start with the letter of your own name so that, you know, it would kind of tie into them. And then they each gave me um, a scenario that they would like to have, you know, for their, for their witch. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that was, that was the funnest book to write. There's no – that one's not steamy at all. It's just – it's straight-up funny. Um, what it is, is they take on um, the bullies and the manipulators and that kind of thing. And there's one scene that had my editor just cracking up. Um, the witches, or as I affectionately call them, the bitches. Um, there was a man who treated one of them quite horribly. So they turned him into a woman. Oh wow! <laughs> and you know, it, I mean, he he went through the his most surprising thing, of course, was not being the woman. It's just that his junk was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it was just so much fun to write, and you know, you have to have a sense of humor with it because I mean, it's just it was just so much fun. Um, and then my series that I just finished, the final book just came out in June, um, is the Burke Witches series. Mm-hmm. And that one is actually about a set of quadruplets because who does, who's not fascinated by multiples. So this is um, two sets of identical twins, two boys and two girls. And their birth was prophesized about, and it was the day they were born, the um, locks on a cage door that's holding the great evil started to weaken and on the day of their 25th birthday, that door is going to open and it's going to be released onto the world unless they can stop it. 
Oh, so those are those are the ones that I have out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. It seems like you have a lot. You've been doing a lot of work. Um, now, maybe you could talk about what you did to help with your writing. Like, what did you take any classes? I, I believe you're a member of RWA, right? So maybe you can yes. talk about how that helps support you in your writing. Um, I've only been able to attend one RWA um, so far, but that the the seminars that I that I took there were, I mean. They're overwhelming for for one thing. They give you so much information, but they, I mean, it just it helps you um, in in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think the the main thing I took away from that is is just this quote that uh, Nora Roberts said in a, a chat that she had, and it was stop effing around. Stop procrastinating and just write. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually put that on a little sticky note, and I keep it by my computer. So it's like, I it's always there for me to see. And yeah, it's it's been kind of my mantra. It's like quit screwing around and just write. You know. <laughs> well, you know that is a great mantra because it's very easy, and I've done it myself to you know, focus on writerly things like going to conferences or doing your promotion or doing a little Mm -hmm. bit of research. And it's really, you know, it's not creating pages. And so I think you have to understand that writerly things are nice and fun and, and maybe necessary in a lot of ways, but it's not writing. It's not the same thing as writing. Writing is writing. Right. So yeah, I, I, you know, and I have, like I said, I've suffered from that as well. I was like, Oh, you know, what'd you do for two hours? Oh, I worked on my newsletter which is great, you know, but it's it's not <laughs> yeah. writing on your book. It's not the same thing. This needs to be done, and you know it. It's it's so hard to balance everything because, you know, I'll, I'll get you know when I am writing really good and I'm and I'm putting words down, and it's like the rest of it just kind of falls away, and it's like the PR side of it is you know that has to be just as important as the rest, but. You know, you have to, if you're not writing, you can't do the rest. But if you're not doing the rest, you, the writing, you know, it's, it's just kind of a vicious cycle. <laughs> it is. It is a vicious cycle, especially if you have other commitments, if you, if you have, a, you know, a day job and families and, and mm-hmm. lots of other things. And that's why I really yep. took a little bit of a break because the radio show, while it was wonderful and I have had some wonderful guests. Uh, Kristen Higgins and all these guests, all these interviews are in, in the archives for anyone who's interested, but it was wonderful, but it was really, it was, be, it was becoming a job and I was losing my passion for it. So I took a little bit of a break, um, but I missed it. You know, I, I, I feel like mm-hmm. I learn as much from these talks as anyone else because you always get a different perspective. And um, you know, so that's why I, I'm, I started the show up again. But again, I, I think I'm going to try and be a little disciplined and not have them every week <laughs> because I, because I loved it. Oh, so I was yeah. doing it every week and it was just it was just way too much. So I'm um, trying to oh, have, you know, yeah, every other week I think is, is hopefully a good mix. But um, you're right. You have to you have to be, find the balance. And, and that's hard to do in, in every aspect of your life. Right. Not only your writing life. Mm-hmm. Um now, going getting back to your book, so you focus mo- mostly on witches. Have you included any other types of paranormal entities in your books? 
Um, not in my prior books, but with the piece I'm working on at the moment, I am stepping away from the witches, kind of changing gears a little bit. And mm-hmm. this one um, is about a shifter. So we'll see how that goes. Right. <laughs> shifter. So you have to learn the rules of the road for shifters. As, as Oh, yeah. Now that you're moving oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what, I, I do feel that sometimes when you're, especially in a series, one of the great things about writing in series is that you create your own world and you do kind of the hard work in the first book, and then you reap the benefits of that hard work in your second, third, right? You don't have to rebuild yes. that world so much. The first but, book is always the hardest in a right. series. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I feel in some ways, and at least this was my experience for The Devil and Witch, I felt I was getting too comfortable in that world. And that's why I actually stopped it after four, four books. I was, I was like, I have to do something different because it, oh, was, it okay. almost became like a crutch, right? I was like, oh, okay, they're going to mm-hmm. – who's going to find the magic book? You know, like some of the things that carried from the series. And so, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes you have to stretch yourself. And so it sounds like maybe moving away from the witches is how you are going to stretch yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's funny – um, how actually, at least for me, uh, a series comes about because I went into this book um, just going to do it as a standalone. And as I'm writing, you know, I give my uh, female lead uh, a best friend and all of a sudden her book clicks and it's like she needs a book. <laughs> I can And I can see it. Already, you know, kind of the the basic premise of what of what her book is going to be, and I'm like, all right, I guess this will be a series, darn it. <laughs> but it's funny just how some characters will just grab you and and almost demand their mm-hmm. own their own book. It, it's just crazy how that works out. Yeah, but it's wonderful too. It's wonderful too. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to yes, let things definitely. go. Yeah. And I'm always I'm always like impressed with people who can say, okay, I'm playing this 12 book series, and this is what's going to happen in book one. This is what's going to happen in book 12. I was like, how do you do that, right? Because I, I for me it's much more organic. And again, the my paranormal book, the book one was Devil's Mountain, and that was supposed to be a standalone. And it wasn't until I started trying to write something else that those characters again were were speaking to me, and so that's why mm-hmm. I did the four books. But I, you know, I definitely, I, I think you sometimes have to go with it. And if someone wants to be born in one of your books, you should, you should let them. Yeah. Yeah. I was only probably midway through um, the final book in my last series. And this, the new character for the book I'm working on right now started knocking on my brain. I'm like, just wait, it's not your turn. Yet. I got, I, you know, I got you. I understand you, but it's not your turn yet. And it's funny because she would not leave me alone until I wrote a good 5,000 words to begin her, you know, her story. And it's like then she kind of would wait in the background. And, I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) Now, what do you – do you tell your friends and family that you write? Because some people are a little secretive about their their writing world. No, they – well, I didn't tell them for a long time. Um, when I first started Magic Found, um, my mom and dad would go to Florida for the winters. And I finally worked up the nerve. I called her and I'm like, 
All right, I'm I'm trying something new, and I'm going to send you something. I want you to read it and let me know. And she's she got those first 50 pages, and she's like, where's the rest? I'm like, well, I haven't written it yet, but it's coming. <laughs> so she was kind of my she was kind of my guinea pig, and mm-hmm. so she was really the only one that that knew for a long time. And I didn't really tell a whole lot of friends until um, the day I got, just before I got published. And then I put it out on Facebook. I'm like, some of you know, some of you don't know, but this has been happening. And uh, I just got offered a contract for this book. I'm going to be published. And, you know, so that was, that was three years ago that that happened. So it's been, it's been awesome. Yes. Yes, I know. I uh, well, I write under a pen name. Um, Bernadette Walsh is not my real name, but so okay. people kind of. I I I'm kind of selective about who I tell, uh, and it's funny, you know. It, you, you know what I find a little awkward though is when I, you know, not everyone in your life is a reader, right? And not everyone likes right. romance, and that's just completely fine. And you can be interested in what I'm doing with my writing, and you don't have to necessarily read my books. But I have some people mm-hmm. who are like. Oh, I can't wait to download your book. Okay, I'm going to read your book. Okay, I, I'm going to. Da- I'm definitely going to read your book. And they never do, or either they do, and and I've had some people write me really nice um, reviews, and that's great. Or they feel that they have to keep telling me that they're going to do it, and I'm finally like, it's okay. You don't. You can read it, or you can you not read it. You don't have to. You don't have <laughs> yeah. to. We can still be friends. Yeah. That's you know not a problem at all. And I have one. Um, Actually, one of my mom's sisters, she's written, she reads all my, she's read all my books, but she won't read the paranormal. And and I'm like, well, you know, actually, that's one of my favorite books. And if you like women's fiction, it's, you know, it deals with a lot of the same meaty stuff. And she's like, no, mm-hmm. no, I can't, I can't do that stuff. It's, I don't like scary books. And you know, at a certain point, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You don't, you know, you don't have to read it. That's, that's cool. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so well, some people, and then there's always that. And then there's always that awkward moment when they do read your book and see just how twisted your mind is, <laughs> especially yeah. with the sex scenes. Cause my, some of my, I've always been a very quiet reserved person, you know, in my family and the, you know, cousins, distant cousins and, and other family will read my books. And then the next time I'm, I see them, they're giving me this look like, wow, that, how is that in your head? <laughs> <laughs> it's not me it's the character i'm just the vessel yeah. which it comes through yeah. yeah yeah no that is funny and again especially when it's someone who maybe is not your best friend in the world but an acquaintance like i had um somebody from my daughter's dance class read some of my books and and she read my latest book which is friends forever again a women's fiction title based in a college in upstate new york which is very much based on where i went to college st bonaventure university in upstate new york and um mm-hmm. She's like, wow, because there were some sex scenes there. And she's like, I never knew. I was like, no, no, that character is not me. I mean, I, I sometimes <laughs> choose settings that I'm familiar with, but I didn't do that in college. You know, that was not me. Right, My life right. was not that exciting. But, you know, I think. Yeah, it, that, it's kind of funny you say that because my husband, when my first book came out, some of the women that he, he told people at work, so some of the women that he works with bought the book and, and had read it. Well, the male lead in that book, his name is Jack. And for a long time, the women at work would call him Jack. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're doing it wrong. Just nod and smile. You know, let them, 
think what they're going to think. <laughs> what happens behind those closed doors, right? <laughs> right. Well, it's funny. My husband has not read any of my books. And people are like, oh, that's really awful that he doesn't read your book. No, mine hasn't either. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to, Bernadette scares me and I don't want to know what's in her mind. I I don't want to see, I don't want to open that door. And I said, you know, that's probably a really, really good thing. So (laughs) yeah, that would be a good thing. Well, listen, I think we're getting a little close um, to the end of the show. Maybe you could tell us where people can find you online and, um, and any events you may have coming up. Um, My website is anishamackenzie.com and there are links there that will take you to my Twitter, to my Facebook, um, Google, Pinterest, you know, everything that's there. Um, I also have an Instagram, which is author Misha McKenzie. And probably my next event is at the mid, I think it's mid-October and it's down in Columbus, Ohio, because I live in Michigan. And it's uh, Arch City Author Event, and that's supposed to be a lot of fun. Wow. It does sound like fun. Well, again, thank you so much for joining the the show. I am so sorry that we had our technical difficulties, Um, but that's what happens when you're the guinea pig after two years. So, uh, again, (laughs) thank you so much for being a good sport. I think we we kicked off the new season of Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books in a really great way. So, so again, thank you so much for joining. Uh, Just to let everyone know, um, please – oh, and also, if you haven't liked the Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books um, Facebook fan page, page, please do. And please make sure that you post on it and let me know when you have upcoming releases because a lot of times uh, the listeners like to know what's happening with with the authors I that they will. To. Yeah, so please, please keep in touch. And uh, maybe yep. if we both make it to an RWA conference at some point, we, we can meet up for a drink. I think that would be great. That would be great. Um, so again, thanks so much. Uh, so to my listeners, I am back. As I said, I am back with a vengeance. Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books, please like the Facebook fan page. You will um, be able to keep up with all the fantastic um, interviews that I have scheduled. I, I think I have um, Kayan Minel is one of my um, authors that I'm interviewing this fall, as well as Christina Lawrenson. And, so, and Rebecca Rivard as well. She's a USA Today best-selling author. So I have some really, really fantastic people. I'm going to have interview, new interviews about twice a month, but I have 70 plus interviews in the archives, including such great people as Kristen Higgins, Damon Swade. You have to listen to Damon Swade's interview. It's, it's really fabulous. If, if you haven't um, heard from Damon Swade, download that one because it's, it's great. And um, so, the, so please please check those out. Uh, In addition, I am running an Insta freebie giveaway of my book, The Girls on Rose Hill. So I'm going to have a link on the uh, Facebook fan page for Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. So if you want a free book, um, that's a great way to get it. In addition, the first book in my um, Devlin Legacy series called um, The Devlin Witch Book One is free on Amazon. So if you want an introduction to my family of sexy Irish witches, please check that out and you can find out about all my books and you can see their covers on my website, BernadetteWalsh.com. So again, this is Bernadette Walsh from Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. I'm so happy everyone was able to join me. 
and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.